Hi, I'm Molly Barrows, a longtime reporter in Florida's Panhandle, and welcome to my investigative series, Gulf Coast Confidential. Here, I dive into the saltier stories that surface in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf of Mexico. This story is especially heartbreaking. The lives of four little children had barely begun when they were cut short by their own father, who threw them into a watery grave. In 2008, Lam Luong drove to the top of Dolphin Island Bridge in Mobile County, Alabama, and one by one threw the youngsters into the intracoastal waterway more than 80 feet below. The murders devastated and horrified their mother and family, as well as the Gulf Coast community where they were killed. Few tears were shed when Luong was sentenced to death for his crimes, but there was plenty of outrage when that sentence was overturned and he got life in prison instead, where he is now said to be drowning in remorse. I'm investigative journalist Molly Barrows. For years, I've covered the stories that made headlines in Northwest Florida and all along the Gulf Coast. Murders. Missing persons. And mysteries of all kinds. These cases are far from over for many victims because the full story has yet to surface. Join me for Gulf Coast Confidential, where I dive into the saltier side of the South and expose the lies, greed, and corruption that often weighs down the truth. It's time to turn the tide and get a shot at justice. When Hurricane Katrina slammed into Louisiana and Mississippi in 2005, the powerful storm made landfall as a Category 3 and brought unprecedented flooding to other nearby communities on the Gulf of Mexico, including the fishing village of Bayou Labatry in Mobile County, Alabama. The small city of barely more than 2,000 people experienced the largest storm surge ever recorded in the area, which pushed many shrimp and fishing boats onto shore and hit the local economy hard for a time. Many people and families were left without jobs and homes and forced to move in hopes of finding better opportunities elsewhere. Among them was 34-year-old Lam Luong, a shrimp fisherman, and his common-law wife, 20-year-old Q Fan, and her child from a previous relationship. Luong and Fan had met the year before, when she was still pregnant, and although her baby boy Ryan wasn't his, Luong raised him like he was his own. The trio moved to Hinesville, Georgia, a small city about an hour outside of Savannah. Fan found employment at a nail salon, and Luong worked first at a car wash and then later as a chef at a restaurant. In the next two years, the couple had three more children together, born almost back-to-back, Hannah, Lindsay, and Danny. Although their family was growing, their relationship was falling apart. Q Fan said Luong took up with a girlfriend, refused to work, and was smoking crack cocaine, a drug problem he had struggled with on and off for years. Then he got fired. Upset and frustrated with Luong's philandering and lack of support, Fan returned to the Mobile area where she had family. In December of 2007, she and her four little ones moved in with her mother, her sister, and her sister's four children. Luong followed and lived with them too, but his behavior did not improve. He still had a girlfriend, was still not working, and he persistently asked his wife and her mother for money, which they gave him. They say he used it to support his drug habit, often staying out all night using crack. The women later testified that while he could be an affectionate father, he was not very attentive or a good provider, and they let him know they were not happy with his behavior. 
On the morning of January 7, 2008, about a month after Fan and her family returned to Mobile, she and Luong argued. She was headed to work at a nail salon, and he loaded up their children, all except Ryan, in the family van. This was about 8.30 in the morning. A few minutes later, though, he returned for the three-year-old boy, and prosecutors say that's when he took all the children and made the 15- to 20-minute drive to Dolphin Island Bridge, stopped at the top, and threw them off, one by one, into the Mississippi Sound, more than 80 feet below. Ryan Fan was one month away from turning four. Hannah Luong was two years and eight months old. Lindsay was a month away from turning two. And Danny Luong, still a baby at four months old. An autopsy later determined all the children were alive when they hit the water. The cause of death for Ryan, Danny, and Lindsay was blunt force trauma and asphyxia due to drowning. The cause of death for Hannah was drowning. Luong's defense attorneys would later say he was intoxicated at the time he killed his kids, high on drugs and alcohol. But police say witnesses who encountered him afterward say Luong did not appear to be under the influence. When he left the bridge, he was running out of gas and tried to enlist several people for help in getting some. They all said he did not appear to be impaired, nor did the gas station video of him trying to get gas. In fact, he showed up at the nail salon where Q-Fan worked at about 10 in the morning and asked for gas money, which she gave him, but police believe he used it to buy crack. He stayed out all day until the van got a flat and a wrecker towed him home about dinner time. In the meantime, his mother-in-law had been calling him all day, asking about the children. At first, he refused to answer the phone. Then he told her he gave the children to a woman named Kim. When Q Fan learned what was happening, she insisted they call the police and report their children missing. At the Bayou Labatry police station, he kept to his story that a woman named Kim had them. He even went door to door with his wife and her family supposedly looking for the children. His sister-in-law, Tracy Fan, would later testify that she asked him in near hysterics, why did you give the kids to people you don't know? Then she said she told him crack people will do anything and that he looked down and cried. The next day, Luong suggested to police that perhaps they could find the mystery woman and the children in nearby Biloxi, Mississippi. Police drove him to the Gulf Coast City, but after riding around for about an hour, Luong said he didn't know where to find them, and they went back to Alabama. Not long after their return, Luong finally admitted to his wife that the children were dead. She later testified that he kept laughing when he told her they would never be found, while she fell to her knees, crippled by shock and grief. Luong then took police back to the top of Dolphin Island Bridge and showed them where he parked when he threw his children to their deaths. Witnesses were later found who saw various parts of Luong's murderous actions. Several saw the children still in the van, parked on the bridge, including a little girl, a toddler with dark hair and pigtails. Lindsay's grandmother said she left the house that morning with her dark hair and pigtails. Another witness saw Luong straddling the rail of the bridge, and another saw him throwing something off. Luong blamed his family for his actions. Quote, my family, they make me, Luong told them in broken English. Police say he told them his wife and family looked down on him like he was nothing. He admitted he also thought about killing himself when he was on the bridge, but he didn't because he, quote, wanted to see what my wife and family looked like, end quote, to see their faces when they got word of the children's deaths. A massive community-wide search began for the bodies of the missing children, with more than 150 people, mostly volunteers, taking part. Waterfront landowners in the area were asked to walk their properties for signs of the little ones. The children were found one by one over a two-week period.
Baby Danny was found first on Saturday, January 12, 2008, nearly 13 miles west of the bridge on the banks of an isolated marsh area. The next day, three-year-old Ryan was found more than 16 miles west of the bridge. On Tuesday, January 15th, one-year-old Lindsay was found 18 miles west of the bridge in Mississippi. Five days later, two-year-old Hannah was found floating in the Gulf of Mexico, south of Venice, Louisiana, more than 140 miles west of the bridge. The children's uncle and family spokesperson at the time, Cam, told media that their 23-year-old mother took the news of Hannah's discovery the hardest, likely because she was relieved all her children had finally been found. Quote, this one is a little bit harder. All the babies are going to be home, Cam told AL.com. Neighbors and residents rallied around the devastated Fan family. A local cemetery donated plots for the children to be buried and reserved one for their mother, too. A local school raised money for her as well. In Bayou Labatry, a memorial was erected at Maritime Park to honor the four lives lost. The community was also invited to the graveside service for the children, and the Fan family hosted an appreciation dinner for the volunteers who spent days searching for the bodies. And during Mobile's popular Mardi Gras celebration that year, a moment of silence was also observed for them. That tragedy drew strong reactions of sympathy, anger, and outrage that are still felt to this day. In 2009, 38-year-old Lam Luong was tried and convicted on five counts of capital murder, four counts for each of his children, and an additional count because there were multiple deaths involved. He presented little in the way of a defense and at one point pled guilty and told the court he wanted to die, but then he changed his plea again when he realized the trial was going to happen regardless. Prosecutors had no trouble convincing the jury he was guilty of what they called a vengeful, spiteful crime committed against his family. Jurors returned a unanimous verdict in 40 minutes and recommended he receive the death penalty. The judge agreed and added that the guard should show him pictures of his children every day he was on death row. And death row is where Luong stayed for nearly a decade before his conviction and sentence were overturned on appeal in 2013. The Alabama Court of Criminal Appeals found Luong was denied an impartial jury because he was tried in Mobile County, where the crime happened and people were immersed in pretrial publicity about one of the highest profile murders in Alabama's history. The court noted in its decision, quote, individuals indicated how consumed the Mobile community had become with the tragedy and the anger and outrage that the community felt toward Luong, end quote. Among other issues, the appeals court also found the court should have granted his defense counsel's request for funding to travel to Vietnam, where Luong is from, to investigate his background and talk to his family of origin to find mitigating evidence. Mobile prosecutors appealed the decision, and the Alabama Supreme Court overruled it and upheld the original conviction and sentence. But in 2018, attorneys for the Vietnamese native argued Luong was ineligible for execution because of intellectual disability, and he was sentenced to life imprisonment without parole. Both the state and defense asked the court for that sentence, agreeing that IQ tests showed Luong is intellectually disabled. That finding makes him ineligible for the death penalty because the U.S. Supreme Court ruled in 2002 that the Constitution prohibits the execution of persons with intellectual disabilities. 
Luong was tested by state and defense experts and received IQ scores of 51, 49, and 57 on four different IQ tests. Andy received scores of 61, 55, and 60 on adaptive functioning instruments. The experts agreed that Luong's disability manifested prior to the age of 18. The American Civil Liberties Union took on Luong's case during the appeals process. In an article written by ACLU senior staff attorney Anna Arsenault, she said Luong's intellectual disabilities and mental illness went unnoticed in the first trial because of the court's rush to judgment, complicated by the language barrier. Quote, responding to intense community pressure, Judge Graddock was determined to fast-track Luong's case, and he was convicted and sentenced to death in a record 14 months after the crime. Most Mobile County capital cases aren't even indicted in that period of time, let alone tried, Arsenault wrote. Quote, in the rush to try Mr. Long, she continued, Judge Graddock took shortcuts and ignored Luong's constitutional rights, letting the passions of the community guide a complex death penalty case involving a multicultural defendant who spoke little English. As a result, Luong's lawyers and Judge Graddock alike missed the obvious signs of Luong's intellectual disability and severe mental illness, end quote. Luong's attorneys also say they uncovered extensive mitigating evidence in Vietnam, previously undiscovered because the court did not provide funding for his defense counsel to go in person to find it. Luong, born during the Vietnam War to a Vietnamese woman and a black American serviceman, was subject to an especially difficult childhood, they said, prior to him moving to the United States at age 14. The Alabama Appeals Court noted his defense counsel's request at that time of his first trial and their decision. And although no specifics of abuse or issues are mentioned in the motion, the court decided funding should have been provided at that time to dive into his history. Quote, Luong moved the trial court for funds for his counsel to travel to Vietnam to investigate his childhood and to interview various relatives, including his mother, stepfather, and aunts in an effort to develop mitigation evidence, the appeals court wrote. In support of his motion, Luong attached an affidavit from a Dr. Paul Leung, a Vietnam native and a mitigation expert. Dr. Leung said, quote, I am of the opinion that Lam Luong's childhood and adolescence in Vietnam is significant mitigation evidence. Vietnamese society is generally cruel in its treatment of Amerasian children, especially black Amerasians, and they are often ostracized and banished from society. Lam Luong is a black Amerasian, and his personal history reveals he was treated much like other Amerasian children born before the fall of Saigon in 1975, end quote. Lam Luong is now serving out his life sentence at William E. Donaldson Correctional Institution, a medium security prison west of Birmingham, Alabama. His attorney says he is, quote, extremely remorseful, end quote, for his crimes, although many would have preferred to see him executed for so cruelly murdering his children, perhaps living with what he did behind bars also serves as a large millstone around his neck. Thank you for joining me for Drowning in Remorse, the latest episode of Gulf Coast Confidential. Be sure to visit Spotify or YouTube to check out more episodes.